And we have been seeing that this virtuous woman is not some meek, timid, quiet little lady hiding in the corner. No, she is a very powerful, awesome woman. And so each week as we get together, we've been looking at the definition from the original writings of what it really literally means to be virtuous. So let's just review that again. And uh, if you have been here week after week, don't tune out. Let this become written on your hearts, okay? Virtuous, it literally means to be a force on the earth of people, wealth, and resources, a source of strength or ability within oneself, inner resources, something ready for use and available as needed, to be resourceful. It means an army, virtue, which is general moral excellence, goodness of character. It means to be effective and powerful, especially healing power as of a medicine. It means to do what has to be done as if one really wanted to. It means valor, great courage and bravery, strength, able and active, to be a band of soldiers, a great company, a host, might, power, substance, valiant, warlike, and worthy. That is who God has designed his daughters to be. And verse 10, it starts out and it says, who can find her? Who can find this virtuous woman? And it doesn't mean that she is so unbelievably rare that she can't be found. No, we have discovered differently. So ladies, where is she this morning? You are getting it right here in every chair in this room because this is who God designed each and every single one of us to be. So I hope you've got your bookmarks that we passed out last week and I hope you're keeping that before you reading that over and over, letting it really become ingrained in your heart who God has designed you to be. So we've been going through this series verse by verse through this passage of scripture in Proverbs 31. And last week we launched into the section of verses within this chapter that talks about what the virtuous woman's wardrobe looks like. You see, there are several verses grouped together here that talk about what she and those around her are clothed in. And last week we saw that she and her household are clothed in scarlet, talking about the blood of Jesus, that she knows that she and her household are covered by the blood of Jesus. And she is so secure in that, knowing that Jesus died for her and for her family members, therefore she can trust their lives to him and she can trust their futures to him as well. And the next several verses that follow also talk about the things that she and those around her are clothed in. So we're going to move forward this morning and look at a few verses that follow, okay? So let's start in verse 22 this morning. You can turn in your Bible or the verses will be on the screens. But verse 22 of Proverbs 31 says, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. 
Now let's talk about that for a minute, tapestry. What is tapestry? Tapestry is very highly detailed fabric with ornate designs that are hand woven with numerous different threads and colors being combined in a very deliberate, precise manner to create an exquisite design. Generally, when you see a tapestry, it has a beautiful scene or a very deliberate design or pattern to it. And then it talks about linen. And some translations say silk. It's referring to the finest of fabrics, the most valuable fabrics, okay? And then it says uh, purple. It talks about the color, which is the most exquisite coloring, the most valuable dye used in royal garments. So we can look at this verse very literally and say that this is a woman who presents herself very well. She didn't go around looking like a slob. She doesn't go around looking like she doesn't think very well of herself or she doesn't value herself. She always looks her best. Did you know that how we dress says a lot about what we think about ourselves, how we view ourselves? how we value ourselves? Maybe that's a good question for us to ask ourselves each day before we leave the house, to look in the mirror or look at ourselves and say, what does this say about how I think about myself, about how I value myself? Just a little food for thought. But you know, our society has become very casual, hasn't it? And that's okay, we can be casual and still look our best, still look very nice, neat, clean. But you know what? There is far more to it than the actual articles of clothing that we put on our body. In 1 Peter 3, starting in verse 3, it says, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. But rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So there is definitely more to this than just the apparel, the accessories, the outward adorning that plays into how we are seen on the outside. So let's take a look at this verse a little bit more figuratively. Think about that tapestry. If you look underneath a tapestry, what do you see? You might see all the different countless threads that are sewn and going every different direction. It may not necessarily be all that pretty on the underneath side. You're not going to see exactly the same thing that you see on the outside. You know, it's very similar to us. If you look on the inside of us, we should be able to see countless efforts of allowing God to work in our life. Countless times of choosing His strength over our own weaknesses. Countless times of dying to our flesh. Countless times of 
putting this word to work in our daily lives. Countless times of making the right decision, the God choices for our lives. And it may not have always been pretty along the way. Sometimes we may have made those choices kicking and screaming a little bit. Sometimes we may have had to bite our tongue really hard. Sometimes we've had to give ourselves that quick little kick in the rear that says, keep on going, darling, you can make it. But it's that inward working that creates a transformation on the inside that becomes what is seen on the outside becomes that beautiful tapestry on the outside. You know, it doesn't just happen by chance. Does the tapestry, the beautiful design, the scene on the tapestry, does that come about just by chance? Well, let's just put all these threads together and see what we come out with. No, it's a very deliberate design that is followed to achieve the desired design, the desired look. And it's just like with us, it takes very intentional decisions every day on our part if we're going to be this amazing design of a woman that God intended and created us to be. We have to put forth the effort each day to make the right choices, to say yes, I'm going to do what it takes today to be the woman God designed me to be. And I think it's interesting that this verse talks about the very finest, most valuable fabrics and dyes. I think that depicts the finest qualities and character, God's character in us, flooding out, flooding out from within us because it's first at work within us, and then it is seen on the outside of us. You know, a woman who recognizes her value, her worth, can securely walk in that because she knows that it has nothing to do with her, because she has walked this out and she has seen that it is only God dwelling in her only because of God at work in her and ultimately it's his nature his character that is seen through us nothing in and of our flesh so let's take a minute and look at the biblical acrostic here if you're joining us for the first time in this series Proverbs 31 was written as a biblical acrostic where each verse began with the next consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet and it's interesting because those Hebrew letters have a direct correlation to the meaning in the verse. So we've been looking at that acrostic as we've been going through this series. So verse 22 started with the 13th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And the original word picture that that letter was derived from was a wavy line which represented water. Now that very well correlates to this verse, what we were just talking about, that what God does on the inside of us literally washes over us and it is seen on the outside. Think about it for a moment. When you see a woman who is full of bitterness, full of anger and hurt, holding on to unforgiveness, 
She may be dressed in the greatest outfit, the most expensive outfit she can find. But when you look at her, all the stuff that's going on on the inside, the unhappiness, the hurt, the bitterness, all of that is seen in her countenance, in her manner, in the way she presents itself. And that overshadows the outfit. That is what is seen far more so than what she is wearing on her body. And so we've got to realize that what's going on is in here washes over us and is what is seen on the outside. But it's the same way when on the inside, we're letting God's nature be at work. When we're drawing on his strength, when we're living in his love, getting a greater revelation of his love for us daily, when we're drawing on his peace, letting his joy rise up within us, that is what will wash over us and be seen on the outside. That beautifully radiates through us. And you know, when you see a woman who just radiates, when the love of God, the peace, the joy within her just radiates through her, what happens? It washes over everything else. It overshadows everything. You don't even notice what she's wearing. She might have on a great outfit, but that's secondary because her countenance is just beaming. The way she presents herself is so warm and loving. You see, it's what is going on in us. What we're allowing God to do or what we're disallowing God to do on the inside that determines what we will be wearing on the outside. Let's move on to the next verse. In verse 23, it says, Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Now this is talking about the virtuous woman's husband. So if you're married here today, this is your husband. If you're not married, you just take some mental notes for later days to come, possibly. <laughs> He is well known in the city. He has an excellent reputation. He holds great influence. And I think it's interesting that this is among these verses here that are talking about how the virtuous woman and those around her are clothed. But you know, we can definitely take away from this that her husband is clothed with great esteem with a great reputation. And did you know that we as a wife have a lot to do with our husband's reputation, with how he is viewed by others? We have much to do with how he's clothed, how he is seen. Even Proverbs 12 talks about it in verse four, it says, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband. But she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. Wow. We've got to realize the powerful impact that we have on his life. A crown, that's a, um, an article of royal clothing, of, ro of a royal wardrobe. 
What are we dressing our husband in by the way we are living? We can be a crown to him or we can be as rottenness in his bones. Maybe that's a good question to ask ourselves sometimes. Hmm, am I a crown to my husband or am I bringing him shame as a, am I as rottenness in his bones? And hopefully that is not the case. But you know what I love? God is such a wonderful, loving, heavenly father that even at times where that might be the case, he says, come on, sweetheart, let me help you. We're going to move forward and we're going to make a little adjustment there. See, we need to recognize what our lifestyle, the way we as women, as wives are living, we need to recognize what that is contributing to our husband's reputation to how he is seen. Let's look at the biblical acrostic for this verse. This verse started with the 14th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which was a picture of a fish. Now throughout ancient cultures, the fish represented concentration. When we are living the lives that God designed us as women, as wives to live, lives that are strong, that are stable, even in storms, lives that are resourceful, lives that are pouring out health and life and nourishment to our families and to others around us. When we are being women who are generous with others around us, when we're connected with others, pursuing God's purposes, when we're getting all of our fulfillment from God, all of these things that we've talked about in the first several verses of this chapter of Proverbs 31, when we're walking these things out, when we're that kind of woman where our husband's heart can safely trust in her, then it enables him to be that man who can concentrate on the things that he needs to concentrate on, on his work, on his efforts to provide for his family. And it causes him to want to come home to his family as well. So we need to ask ourselves, is our lifestyle contributing to our husband's success, to his good reputation? For those of you who are married, ask yourself this question. How would those he works with, those in his world, describe you? After being around him, regardless of whether they've ever met you or not, how would they describe you? They will have an opinion based on what they see in him. Would they say, oh, She's constantly calling him for every little thing, every 15 minutes. She's crying on the phone. She's whining about this or that. Will they say, oh, he is always frustrated about her overspending. Will, he, will they say, oh, he's a poor guy. He's always struggling because she's out partying with her girlfriends. Maybe they have met you. Are they saying, oh man, you should see the way she's dressed when she comes in here. She's dressed so provocatively. The guy really has to look out. He has to be careful. Are they saying, man, she flirts with everybody when she comes around this office. What are they seeing? 
Uh, do they say, she puts him down all the time. She criticizes him. She makes him the brunt of her jokes. How would they describe us based on what they see in him? We need to remember verse 11 of Proverbs 31. We talked about it earlier in our series. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. In other words, he doesn't lack in his life. We don't bring lack to his life. We don't tear down. We add to his life. We don't detract. We add. Have you ever stopped to think about the fact that when, oftentimes when men are hired for jobs in executive level positions, the hiring corporation wants to meet the wife? Why is that? There could be several reasons. They want to see how we as a couple interact, what our relationship is like, but they also want to see what we are like, what our lifestyle is like, how we present ourselves, because it has a huge impact on him. So what are they seeing? Are they seeing a bundle of chaos? Because that is going to dictate his reputation. Ladies, instead of running to our husbands every few minutes, running, calling with every frustration, with every little upset throughout the day, did you know God has designed us to be women who will go to him first, go to God first, to call on him first, to get his help, to get his strength, to get his peace, to get his wisdom for the situations that we're dealing with. And then, you know what happens? That strength, that peace, that wisdom, that joy that will evolve as a result, it ends up flooding out of our lives and into his life. And then we're not detracting, pulling on him, we're adding to his life, setting him up for success, causing him to be viewed well by others. We can never, ever underestimate the effect that we have on our husband's lives. Our lifestyle, in great part, will dictate what he is clothed in, how he is seen by others. Let's move on to verse 24. It says, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. So we've talked about how this amazing woman is clothed herself. We've talked about how her household is clothed. Last week, we just talked about how her husband is clothed. And now we see her here providing clothing for others. So first thing I want us to see about this is that the overflow of our lives will always benefit others. What God's doing in our life will always flood out and be a benefit to the lives of others around us. 
But the other thing I want us to notice here is that this is a woman who is very industrious. She is resourceful. She is productive with the gifts and talents that God has put within her. And she's willing to step out and use those things. So often we as women can hold back and be fearful and afraid to step out and afraid of failure. But she's not afraid of failure. She's making things. She's selling them. Then she's wholesaling them to merchants who are selling them. That's what it gives us a picture of here. She's willing to take risks. She's not willing to be held back and bound by fear. She uses every opportunity to bring increase, to bring gain into her life. I want you to see something really interesting here. Look with me at Deuteronomy chapter 8. And in verse 18, it says this. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. It says that it is God who gives us the power to get wealth. Do you know that in the original writing, that original word for wealth is the exact same word for virtuous in Proverbs 31? <coughs> so everything that we've been talking about, that definition of virtuous, talking about the fact that she is full of resources. She's designed to be a force on the earth of people, wealth, and resources. That she's effective and powerful. All of that, everything that God created us to be, we need to realize he is the one who gives us the power to, to be that woman. He enables us. We can never sit back and think, well, I don't know if I can ever be that woman. That sounds a little daunting, sounds a little out of reach in and of ourselves. No, we can't because this is God's nature. But it says he gives us the power to get wealth, to be this woman, to have his kind of wealth permeating every single area of our lives, whether it's resources, strength, peace, joy, wisdom, whatever it is. So we need to recognize he's giving us the power to see that in our lives, but we have to be the one to make the daily choices that put that to work. So let's look at the biblical acrostic here for this verse. This verse began with the 15th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which was a picture of a fulcrum. Anybody know what a fulcrum is? Yeah, me too. So last week we all learned what an ox goad was, and this week we're learning what a fulcrum is. It's the pivot point. It's the support bar, like in the center of a seesaw. It's that thing that gives support that allows whatever it's supporting to be able to pivot and move upon it. This is a woman who knows that her support point is God alone. She knows that it is God alone who enables her to handle all the demands of life, all the different plates that she juggles. Because she is a resourceful, industrious woman. She is able to step out in new things. 
She's not afraid. She's not held back. But she knows that she has to keep God at the center so that she can balance all of the demands of life. Because we all know that we as women juggle lots of plates, right? Any of you juggle plates? Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> but did you know that as we're juggling these plates and all the different demands of life, that God is not one of the plates that we juggle? No, he's the center. He's the support bar. He's that pivot point that gives us wisdom, that shows us how to pivot each day. That maybe this day, wow, he's put an idea in our hearts that we need to step out in, that we need to step through and break through fear and reach out in that thing. And maybe, maybe that seesaw has a little more pressure on this side today because we need to focus more there today. But then maybe the next day there's a family member that really needs a little extra attention and so we're pivoting there and then this day someone else a different area needs a little more attention and he helps us he's at the center showing us how to balance because it's not all the same we can say oh we live a balanced life and we drive ourselves crazy because we try to allot the same number of minutes for everything in our life and we get out our little day planner and our our calendar and we try to plan it all out and then what happens it goes out the window within 24 hours because it doesn't always work like that. It doesn't always fit into nice, neat little boxes. But with God at the center, we realize that we just pivot on him. And he shows us what needs a little more attention in what moment. And he gives us the strength, the wisdom, the ability to do that. We need to be women who are resourceful, who are industrious, who aren't afraid of stepping out and bringing gain into our life, into our families, but who rely on God for his wisdom in how to do it. You know, today there's so many families that just need to be two-income households. And there's been such controversy over that for so long. It is absolutely okay. God designed us to be able to use our skills, use the talents that he's put within us to generate income. But we need to ask him to show us how to do that, to lead us, to order our steps, and to give us direction, helping us balance all the demands of life. And we need to remember that every time we try to balance all those things in and of our own strength, we're always going to let somebody down. And we're going to end up hurting ourselves and others in our life because it's humanly impossible. But with God, it's so possible. Let's be women who rely on him and keep him as the center of our lives that support bar that enables us to pivot as we need to each day. And when we do that, not only will we be clothed well, but we will impact what is seen on others around us as well. Let's look at one more verse this morning. Let's look at verse 25. Again, looking at her wardrobe. It says, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. 
In the New Living Translation, it says, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. You know, strength, honor, dignity, I think those words really very well encapsulate what it means to be this virtuous woman, because it's walking in his strength in his dignity, living a life that brings honor to him in all that we do. And when we live that life, when we do what we are designed to do as women, remembering all those things that we've talked about through this series in this first half of this chapter, when we put those things to work in our lives, we recognize that this is who we become on the outside. This virtuous woman, all that he wants us to be, this is what happens. This is what is seen. This is the life that brings honor to him, a life that is so packed with his strength and his nature, the woman that he designed us to be. And you know what happens as we walk in that? We carry this amazing assurance that God is with us. He is at work, not just in us, but through us. And we know that no matter what, he will take care of us. He holds our future in his hands, and it causes us to just have this amazing joy that overrides everything. We know that he is working all things together for good to those who love God, those who are called according to his purposes. That is so cemented in our hearts when we start living the life that he's designed us to live. And when that permeates from our hearts, there is this amazing joy that accompanies that, that we can look ahead, we can look down the road and know that no matter what, we can smile at the future. We can rejoice because God does have a great future ahead for us. Will there be challenges along the way? Of course. The Bible says challenges will come. But we're women who are learning how to keep on going forward even in the midst of those things, no matter what comes our way. We know that we can have true joy, true strength from him, no matter what circumstances say. One of the things that just hurts my heart so much is when I see women who have had relationship with God for years and years, been in church for years and years, but yet what they're clothed in, what is seen on the outside, what is seen through their countenance and the way they present themselves is not the nature of God. When they're wearing hurt, when they're wearing unforgiveness and bitterness, Rather than wearing God, it hurts my heart. I think, God, if we're really walking with you, we need to be letting you do that thorough work within us. And ladies, sometimes we just need to stop and examine our hearts and recognize what are we wearing? What is being seen when others see us? The biblical acrostic for this verse is this verse began with the 16th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it was a picture of an eye. 
The virtuous woman recognizes the power of vision. Did you know vision can't look behind us? As much as you try to convince your kids you have eyes in the back of your head, you don't. <laughs> we don't have eyes in the back of our head. And we can't look backward while looking forward. And I believe that the virtuous woman is a woman who lives by Philippians 3, 13 and 14 that says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, it doesn't say that we forget what's behind and then suddenly we're at the finish line. We've attained all the purposes of God for our lives. No, it says forgetting what's behind and then reaching forward towards those things, pressing on forward towards those things. You see, we will never be able to reach those things. We will never be able to attain those things if we don't believe that they're there. What are we seeing ahead of us? If we're saying to ourselves, I just don't know if things are ever going to get better. I don't know how things could possibly change. I don't know if God is ever going to use me, how he could possibly use me. You know what? We're not looking forward for what he has. We're looking here at what we see today, and we're looking through the glasses of the past, what we have seen behind us, or we're being blinded by the lies of the enemy. God designed us to be women who look forward and see what he has for us. But we need to choose to see it. We need to choose to see the things that he has ahead. He has great things ahead for every single one of us. That's what his word tells us. We just saw it right there in those verses we read. Also in Jeremiah 29, 11, I love how it reads in the Knox Bible. It says, I have not lost sight of my plan for you. The Lord says, and it is your welfare I have in mind, not your undoing. For you too, I have a destiny and a hope. Ladies, you hear it often around this church. God has better plans for you than you have for yourself. And if you truly believe that, you will choose to see it. Now, I know you're women, and you're saying, yeah, I want to see it. I want to know what day. I want to know where, what direction, what it's going to look like, what I'll be wearing, because we're women, and we want all our ducks in a row, and we want to know everything. But that's not the way it works. So we need to just give that stuff to God, forget trying to figure it all out, but just be willing to see he has great things ahead. We don't have to know every detail. We don't have to know what all it looks like. We don't have to know when it's all going to unfold. All we have to do is know great things are ahead and we're gonna take one step at a time, sticking with him, moving forward in the right direction, and we will run into all that he has for us. That kind of assurance, that 
gives such a confidence on the inside that causes us to be able to smile at the future, to rejoice in the days to come, knowing that God has great things for us. Even in my worst point, even in the most difficult time of my life, it was God's promises that stirred my heart and showed me that he had better days ahead for me. And for me, he spoke to me out of his promise in Psalm 40 that he would pick me up out of the miry pit, out of the slimy clay, it says, and put my feet upon a solid rock, upon a firm foundation, and put a new song in my heart that many would see and fear and trust in the Lord. And that became such a promise to me in the darkest time when I felt like I was in that pit. I felt like I was drowning in the slimy clay. But he said he would pick me up out of that. I didn't know when, I didn't know what that would look like, I didn't know how, but I knew that that meant there were better days ahead. Ladies, no matter what you're facing in life, no matter what you're going through, he has better days ahead for you. He has so much more that you haven't walked into yet. He has great things for you, a future and a hope, a destiny that he's calling you into one day at a time as it unfolds. It unfolds as we are walking as the woman we're designed to be. That's how we get there. Letting his word work, putting it to work every day, making the right choices, and we will arrive into everything he wants us to have and live out. So girls, it's time to get dressed. It's time to allow God to do all that he wants to do on the inside so that it's only him that's seen on the outside. And when it's him that's seen on the outside, that means he's pouring through us. And it doesn't just stop here. It affects all the others around us as well. That's the life he's designed us to live. Let's pray together this morning. Father, God, I just thank you that you really do have an amazing life for each and every one of us to be experienced now, today, God, as we make the choices to choose your strength over our weaknesses, the choices to put your word to work in our lives. God, it brings such incredible freedom and fulfillment and joy and peace and strength, the life that you want us to live today. So Father, I pray that every one of us would truly begin to walk that out more than ever before. God, help us to be women who allow you to do all that you want to do on the inside so that it's you and you alone that is seen on the outside and that you pour through us, not just so we can say, oh, God's seen in me. No, but God, that your purposes will be accomplished, that our lives will bring honor to you, and that others around us will be impacted as well. God, help us to recognize the influence that we have in our families, in our homes, on those around us, God. Help us to be women who wear you well. In Jesus' name.